0: A couple of weeks ago, I had a leader call me and he said, I'm done. I'm done with this person on my team. I'm ready to fire them. And my first question to him was, Have you been a great leader and a great manager? And he was silent for about 10, 15 seconds. And he said, No, I haven't been.
1: Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad.
2: Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 123. Our guest today is Jill Young, CEO of Traction First, an EOS implementer, and author of Earn It. The tools you need to earn the money you want. Good morning, Jill. Welcome to Business Owners Radio.
0: Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me.
2: It's great to have you on board today. And you have so much experience and so much background to share with our business owners. So we really appreciate you joining us. And lately in these past few years, what have you seen some of the trends and issues facing some of the business owners?
0: It's interesting when business owners call me, they all think that they're dealing with something very, very unique, that an issue that they're dealing with or something that's preventing them from getting everything that they want is very unique to them. And what I found over the last five years of coaching is that a lot of the issues are actually very similar. Business owners are dealing with profit. That's the obvious one. But when you get kind of down into profit, kind of digging at the issue behind the issue, sometimes they are not simplifying enough. Sometimes they're not making decisions enough. It's not that they're not making the right decisions. They're just not deciding at all. A lot of business owners are dealing with feelings of being out of control. So they're growing so fast. I know a lot of business owners who listen to business owners radio network are really growing and so you do feel like you're out of control and how do I get back in control of my business again? So those are some of the big ones. The other one that is really apparent these days is business owners are dealing with people issues. Either they're not communicating well, they can't find the right people, the people that they do have sometimes are not motivated. So, you know, everything that I do in coaching them really helps them deal with these frustrations.
2: I like how you position as the business owner thinking they're alone, they're the only ones with this issue. <laughs> and the reality is, as we all know, is that everyone is dealing with these at some phase of their business. And it's the wall when you're trying to figure out, OK, what are the answers out there and who can help me? really makes a big difference when they got someone like yourself to be able to chat with and and walk through and understand what are some of the solutions, one of the directions, and some of the insights you can share to really help them along. Along the lines of staffing, we've noticed also that there's a number of different generations transpiring within the businesses and they're morphing a little bit with different generation interactions What are some of the challenges you've seen with business owners in that area?
0: So with staffing, one thing that is a game changer for the clients that start working with me and who start really working on the entrepreneurial operating system is that we are absolutely adamant that from the time you start working with us, you start to hire and fire around core values. Core values are who you already are. They're not aspirational. They're not accidental. They're on purpose ways or behaviors that the company just absolutely holds to that they say, this is how we have already been successful. So Craig, you shared with me that most of your listeners have really been running their company for a little bit, you know, not so much in the startup. So really ask yourself, if you're a business owner, what is it that made my company so successful to this date? And your core values are somewhere in there. But now we start hiring people who really believe in those core values, who really resonate with those and who have the behavior of those core values on a daily basis. We have a really great tool that we use called the People Analyzer in EOS. And if any of your listeners are interested in, getting a copy of that, I'd be happy to email a copy of that. Uh, My email address will be in the show notes. It really is just a very simple tool where you basically give the people that you're hiring a rating. Do they display the behavior of the core values? And you just kind of ask yourself each one. And we put a solid steel wall around the companies that I coach, and we don't let anybody in that doesn't display the behaviors of the core values. Now, of course, we're going to also evaluate them on their job performance. But first and foremost, core values, and I think that's really the heart of our staffing issues is that a lot of companies are just hiring people for performance and not really looking at the core values
3: why does that happen jill why do we fall down there
0: so craig i know you're a big fan and teacher of the emith and i love the story in emith where the business owner i think her name is sarah she hires people because she needs people right now a lot of times business owners are being reactive versus proactive And we hire people because we need to fill the seats. So the first person who walks through the door that looks great, we put them on a pedestal and we talk ourselves into hiring that person because maybe they've worked in a company similar to ours before. So we're just rushed. I have a great friend who has a recruiting firm and he hires first and foremost for core values. And he has a quote that he says his name is Alec Broadfoot he says when is the best time to fire somebody and the punchline is in the interview
2: very good <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the interview i love that i've used that over and over again i think shy that's why we're filling the seats
2: this element of unemployment is down so low mm-hmm. we have a lot of business owners looking for excellent people and it's very challenging the recruiting process has to expand tenfold in order to get those right people the right fit. It's really an ongoing process. And what I tell owners is you should be recruiting 24 by 7 year-round.
0: I agree. I have a lot of my clients who they have just started perpetual recruiting because once you add those core values into your hiring, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. I know you guys like lots of stories. Are you ready for one? Love it. I have a client, they work in the promotional industry and they were ready to hire somebody at the operational level, customer service. And this company is small, they have less than 15 people and they have very specific core values and they really live the system. They hire, fire, review, reward, recognize around their core values. So it came time to add somebody to their team And the leader of the team invited the other customer service agents to be involved in this hiring process. And they were all the right people in the right seats, which is very important. And as they were doing the interviews, they kept rejecting all of the candidates who had really good experience. And the leader of the team kind of started to get frustrated because we needed this seat filled. And her people pushed back on her and they said, we would rather have a whole in the accountability chart. So the accountability chart in parentheses is like an org chart, but it's on steroids. We would rather have an empty seat right there in the accountability chart than to fill it with the wrong person. And it was really a powerful moment for this leader to see that she had instilled the core values so deeply within her team that they were now pushing back on her and saying, oh no, don't you hire somebody just because they might have experience we're doing this the right way. In fact, her team said, even if this seat goes unfilled for three months, we are willing to pick up the slack until we find the right person. And they did. And then they found the right person and it's worked wonderful. So take your time, slow down, find the right person in the right seat. They swear by core values and the right people.
2: That's an amazing level of engagement of the staff. They've really indoctrinated and have the vision pulled into them. That's amazing.
0: And, you know, it's a protective thing. It's nobody gets in unless they really are living and loving our core values. And I think, and I, you know, I'm just going to conjecture here. I think maybe that that's why I don't see a lot of generational issues. Because those things just become invisible to a company who really lives around three to five, sometimes seven core values of behavior. Either you are that way or you're not. And it really doesn't matter what generation you belong to. Everybody lives by the same standards. We're not letting people have the excuse of, well, I'm a millennial and I need special treatment. Nope. Everybody lives by the core values. And if you don't want to work here, that's fine. You go find somewhere else to work.
2: Everyone has a home somewhere.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, I like that.
2: Jill, your company is called Traction First, and I know that part of this traction equation in EOS in your organization is aligned with the accountability side. Can you give us a picture of how accountability plays out from your teachings?
0: If you're a boss and you have one wish that can be granted, a lot of bosses would say, I just wish that my people were accountable And in fact, if we could wave a magic wand and say, you know, poof, everyone is accountable. And accountability meaning that we're doing what we're supposed to do. We don't have to be reminded. We don't need to be corrected. We don't need to be reinforced. We don't need to be given clear direction all the time. We don't have to have meetings all the time to make sure we're on the same page. We just do our work. Then we probably wouldn't have much need for bosses at all. In fact, a young entrepreneur I worked with several years ago, he was getting really frustrated during the building of the accountability chart because I was making him be very, very specific and focused. And he just kept getting very frustrated. He said, Jill, and he just started yelling a little bit. He said, why can't everybody just do their jobs? I said, you know what? They want to do their jobs. We've got to tell them what their job is. And at that point, it clicked to him. He is a leader, as a business owner. We've got to tell our people. We've got to tell them what our vision is. When I say tell, you know, sell it to them, be creative with the telling, but we owe it to them to be very specific. Now, business owners, you got to be really clear with what you want. And from working with lots of business owners and entrepreneurs, sometimes you just aren't. You're just not very clear with what you want. So if you're having an accountability issue as a business owner, have you really described what you want? Have you really described who is accountable for what? Or is it still just an environment of everybody helps everybody else, or everybody is responsible for sales, or everybody is responsible for safety, or everyone is responsible for customer service? They're really nice sentiments, but it doesn't work to grow your company. So what we really like to say is you have a single point of accountability, that if something is going wrong in the company, something is dysfunctional, there's one set of eyeballs to look into and say, how are we going to fix this? How can we help? What are your ideas? What's our next step? Single point of accountability.
3: Yeah, my experience behind every accountability issue is a leader that's really failed to communicate what the successful outcome is. And that goes for the position or for the mission that you're on or the sale that you're trying to close. Whenever as a leader, you're feeling that tinge of, oh, why aren't these people more accountable? You can almost always trace it back to something that you failed to do in the process to really set that outcome and communicate it clearly, like you said.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree, Shai. The formula we use, LMA, and that means leadership plus management equals accountability. So the human being does have some responsibility to be accountable. It absolutely starts with the leader. A couple of weeks ago, I had a leader call me and he said, I'm done, I'm done with this person on my team. I'm ready to fire them. And my first question to him was, have you been a great leader and a great manager? And he was silent for about 10, 15 seconds. And he said, no, I haven't been. And I said, well, let's talk about that first. So we put together a plan to go back and use the leadership and management tools And so far, so good. He had some really great conversations with that leader that he was about ready to let go. And it was just like you said, shy. he hadn't communicated well. There was a gap in this leader being a great leader and a great manager.
2: Jill, you're dealing with clients all the time in the business owner's side and dealing with a number of clients internationally on our own side. We've noticed there's a certain level of characteristic about clients in coaching that we can predict their success ratio. And I was just curious, what are some of the characteristics you've noticed in clients that really determine whether they're going to be the most successful or not coming into a coaching program?
0: Craig, there's a couple of them, but the one that I love the most, and and I think your audience can really gain some benefit from, is something that we call open and honest. And so when I'm talking to somebody who is considering using a coach, we have a really frank discussion about where they are in their comfort level with being open and honest. And really what this means is, that the clients who are really ready to look under the rug, to look inside their closets at all of their skeletons, the clients who are ready for me to take a flashlight even into the darkest corners of their company and expose things, those are the clients and business owners who are really ready for growth. Because what we find is that there's something foundational holding them back whether it's a mindset that has just kind of permeated the company. Sometimes it's a discipline issue that has often been instilled by the business owner inevitably and not really on purpose. Sometimes it's a person in the company that people are ignoring. And so those clients who are really willing to be open and honest, meaning open-minded that they're going to look in the dark corners of their company and honest, meaning intellectually honest with themselves and their team to really say, hey, this thing over here is broken. Man, once you just acknowledge that and get those issues out on the table onto an issues list, your company is going to roll forward to the degree you can put those issues out there and then solve them, the company will move forward. So That's my big non-negotiable when deciding whether to take on a new client or not is, are they open and honest to go there? Are they really ready to hire me to help them open up a can of worms? And that can of worms can be painful. You know, first six months is sometimes really muddy. And I know that's not very convincing to say, hey, you should grow your business. It's going to be really painful and muddy for six months.
2: (laughs) Sounds like fun. Sign me up.
0: (laughs) That's so exciting. But I'd rather be open and honest right now. This is not going to be fun and games. This is going to be painful. But using a coach, you know, coaches hold your hand and we can guide you through the mud a little bit easier than if you were to go through that painful safari on your own.
2: And I have to ask, can you tell us a story about one of your most successful graduates that came from a real problem environment and just is one of those that you really feel good about their achievement?
0: Oh, yeah. I have a client that I work with. They are graduated, which means that I've taught them everything they know, and they're off and running on their own, and their profits doubled last year, which was incredible. And now they opened up three new locations, which is also incredible. But when this client came to me, after each one of our first two sessions, the two owners were livid with each other. What I subsequently found out is that they had rarely been in the same room together. And the night before our third meeting, they had a fist fight. Wow, right? You don't-
2: Interesting partnership there. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And one had said, I'm going to buy you out The other said, I'll sue you. I mean, it was just nasty, nasty. So what we got into, I don't need to do this all the time, but I had a special session just with these two owners. And so I got them in the room and, you know, Craig, you and I talked a little earlier about intuition and reading body language, got them in the room and just through a series of questions, found out that they were very misaligned but they weren't really misaligned in their core values. They misunderstood each other's values. And so through a series of questions and, you know, probably borderline on therapy at that point, we got them to the same page where they dropped assumption of each other. So they were not talking at all. And so therefore, they were making up stories about each other in their own minds. And this just continued to spiral downward so that if one partner put an exclamation point in his email, the other partner, it just threw them clear off the deep end. So I'm sure you guys have had experiences like this. But just by getting them in the same room, I facilitated about a two hour meeting. It was painful. We brought up a lot of stuff from the past, we put it away, and then we made an agreement. And the agreement was very simple there were three things. One of them was that they do not talk to their families about the business situation because what we discovered is that the families were actually blowing it out of even more proportion and then talking to each other. So that was one of them. The other agreement was that they were going to have a weekly meeting face-to-face and they groaned and they said, oh, how are we ever going to have time for this? But because they were both so invested in the company and the people that worked for the company they really decided to commit to that discipline. And big moral of the story is they're obviously doing really well now. They love each other. But here's the big moral of the story. Conversations work. You know, I do lots of one on one coaching in between the quarters with the clients that I work with. And they'll come to me with an issue, and 90% of the time. The solve for that is let's have a conversation. So we stopped making assumptions. We got them aligned around their core values because they really were aligned. At first, I thought they were not aligned. They really were aligned. And then we had them stick to a discipline of meeting once a week. They no longer have to meet once a week. I've slowed that down to once a quarter, and they're fine. So that was a really big success story with getting open and honest and getting disciplined.
2: And really bringing some tremendous value to them and them to be able to work out where they were at and grow from there. You're a pivot point for them. And that's priceless.
0: Well, thank you. That, that's nice of you to give me a little bit of the credit, but I'm going to throw the credit right back on them. Because, you know, the two hours I spent with them unlocked something. And I love that. I love to be that catalyst. But they were very courageous in sticking to those three agreements we made during that day.
3: Jill, I really appreciate what you said about assumptions. You know, I think that we almost have this illusion now because we are somewhat connected all the time, right? Via text and social media and email and all these other things that make us feel like we're communicating. And I think that some of us think that that means that We no longer have to have FaceTime or it devalues the constant communication or sometimes just picking up the phone. And time and time again, I have found that the opposite of that is absolutely true, especially when you're dealing with issues of a difference in expectations or when you need to set an accountable outcome with someone or discuss or debrief what happened. That five-minute phone call or a 10-minute chat over coffee is so much more valuable than a text or just constant email loop that's really distracting people from the most important things they really should be focused on.
0: Well, I agree wholeheartedly. One of the tools that we teach in EOS is an LMA tool. So you'll remember that stands for Lead, Manage, and Hold Accountable. And one of the things in the leadership tool is that you need to provide your people with the necessary resources they need to do the job. And one of the bullet points in that tool that really throws bosses for a loop is that one of the tools you need to provide to your people is your time and attention. And it really is an eye-opener when I teach that tool that, oh, my people need my time and attention. What I find that most entrepreneurs, especially the entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, maybe you have 10 to 50 employees is that we don't think of leadership and management as needing to take up any of our time. We only allocate leadership and management time to our people when there is a problem, when there's something you gotta go talk to somebody about. Instead of preventing a lot of those accountability issues can come when you just proactively shy, like you said, have conversations. There's no assumptions. Let's get in front of the issue by connecting with people. So spending time and attention with your people is one of your main jobs. And then really spending time and attention with your good people is something that we really overlook. If we're going to spend time and attention with our people and we're entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're spending time and attention with people who are underperforming or who are not behaving in alignment with the core values. We're trying to fix them, and that's where we spend our time and attention. But being proactive, spending more time with your A players or your star players is really what gets you more bang for your buck.
2: Well, Jill, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a pleasure.
0: Well, Craig and Shai, thank you so much for having me on. It's always fun to talk to other coaches and to serve the entrepreneurial community.
2: We've enjoyed it too, and... Jill, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners today?
0: Well, sure. You know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, am I getting everything that I want out of my business? Am I falling prey to some of these things that we've talked about today? I'd like to invite you to take an organizational checkup. So, the organizational checkup is on my website, and my website is www.tractionfirst. So, spell that out tractionfirst.com. And you can just sign up right there and the organizational checkup will be sent to you. If you'd like me to review those results with you, I'm happy to do that. Or you can just look at them yourself. The other thing that might be interesting to you is I have recorded some videos for you about accountability. They're called Everyday Accountability Videos. So you can watch those. Those are on a Vimeo channel. You can email me and I will send you that link. And my email is Jill at tractionfirst.com and that will also be in the show notes
2: our guest today has been jill young ceo of traction first an eos implementer and author you can learn more about jill as well as links to her website and offers in our show notes at businessownersradio.com
1: thank you for joining us on business owners radio we hope you enjoyed today's show As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show. And of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.